0: Welcome to Diversity the I'm your host, Anna, and This is my co host, SB Young Live. And today we're just going to be going over a couple cases. He's going to start out with the case of Eileen Carol Pittman or Eileen Warnos.
1: Eileen Carol Pittman was born, was her given name, born at, at birth. But the world later knew her as Eileen Warnos. She was born in Rochester, Michigan on February 29, 1956. Her mother was only 16 years old when she had her. Ali never met her father. Mom had divorced him two months before she was born. Her father was sentenced to life in prison for kidnapping and raping a seven-year-old girl. He was also diagnosed with, I don't know that. Schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. In 1969, he hung himself in prison. Eileen and her brother Keith were adopted and raised by their maternal grandparents. After their mother abandoned them, but after their mother abandoned them, but her grandparents were alcoholics. Eileen claimed her grand, her grandfather had sexually assaulted her and beaten her. As a child, he would beat her and force her to strip out of her clothes. She had also engaged in sexual activities with her brother. By 11 years old, Eileen began having having sex in school in exchange for cigarettes. In 1970, at only 14, she was raped and became pregnant by a family friend. On March 3rd, 1971, she gave birth to a boy and he was placed up for adoption. She was also dropped she was also dropped out of- she also dropped out of school. Oh. Around this time, her grandmother had thrown her out of the house. So she started living in the woods and would support herself through prostitution. She would go on to get arrested numerous times. In her life, at the age of eighteen, she was arrested in Colorado for a DUI, disorderly conduct, and firing a twenty-two caliber pistol from a moving vehicle, and was later charged with failure to appear. She eventually hitchhiked to Florida in nineteen seventy-six. There, she met Louis Grace Fall, a sixty-nine-year-old yacht club president that married and they married quickly. Eileen continued to get involved in confrontations even after getting married. She went to jail briefly for assault. After two weeks of marriage, her husband placed her placed a restraining order against her after she hit him with his cane. <clears throat> she decided to return to Michigan, and in 1976, she was arrested at, at Bernie's Club and at train county she was charged with disturbing the peace for throwing with throwing a cue ball at a bartender's head her brother keith ended up dying from is
0: that oh, esophagus.
1: Esophagus. she received ten thousand dollars from her life insurance she spent the money spent the money a paid 105 dollars fine for drunk driving and spent the rest on a new car and other things that the money gone within two months she she was the car she was the car she was the car because she wrecked it (laughs) she was the car because she wrecked it so was the car oh that's supposed to have been so
0: within two months. So mm-hmm. was it. Her. Yeah,
1: so was the car, because she wrecked it shortly after getting it. Her marriage was, annulled. Un- un- her marriage was annulled only after nine weeks. Now she was twenty two. She tried to commit suicide by shooting herself in the stomach. She had previously tried six times between the ages of fourteen and twenty-two, but was unsuccessful. On May twentieth, nineteen eighty-one, well, in Fort while in Florida, she robbed a party store for thirty-five dollars, wow, and two packs of cigarettes. She was sentenced on May fourth, nineteen eighty-two, and was released on June thirtieth, nineteen eighty-three. Then, in nineteen eighty-four. She was arrested again for 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 temp
0: for attempting
1: for attempting to to pass forged for attempting to pass forged checks at a bank. And in November thirtieth, nineteen eighty five, she was named as a suspect in the theft in the theft of a revolver and ammunition in Picos County. And in June 4th, 1986, she was arrested in Miami and charged with car theft, resisting arrest and obstruction of justice for providing a ID with her aunt's name on it. They also found a box of thirty-eight caliber ammunition and a revolver in the stolen car. On June 2nd, 1986, she was detained for questioning after a male companion accused her of pulling a gun on him and her in his car and demanding two hundred dollars. Eileen was found with ammunition and the police discovered a 22 caliber pistol the passenger seat in the under the passenger seat. She was sitting in when Eileen was 30 years old she was at a Daytona Beach gay bar, and she met a a model. A a know. a motel May twenty four, years old. Tyria Moore. They moved into they moved in together. Eileen would prostitute to make sure to support them with what she earned. On June, on July fourth, nineteen eighty-seven, Eileen and Tyria were was detained by Daytona Beach police for questioning in an incident that they were accused of assaulting and assault and battery with a beer bottle. Then on March 7th, on March twelfth, nineteen eighty-eight, Eileen accused of a bus, Eileen accused a bus driver in Daytona Beach of assaulting her. She claimed he pushed her off the bus after a confrontation. Tyria was listed as a witness. This was just the beginning of her criminal activity. By the time Eileen and Tyria's relationship was going good, Eileen said it was love beyond imaginable. Earthly words cannot describe how I feel about Tyria. But Eileen's criminal activity, Eileen would go would go on a murder of seven men in 12 months, period. The first of the seven men was Richard Charles Malia. He was a SI and owned an electronic store in Clearwater. On November 30th, 1981, he drove Eileen to an abandoned area there I Eileen mean, claimed Richard beat, raped, and sodomized her, and she claimed he she claimed he killed she killed him in self defense. His car was found two days later, abandoned, and on December thirteenth, they found his body miles away in a wooded area. He was shot several times, and two bullets to the, to the left. To the left lungs was the cause of death later it became known he was previously convicted in maryland for attempted to rape her second victim was david andrew spears was a 47 year old construction worker he was declared missing on may on may 19 1990 his body was found on june 1st 1990 he was naked along U.S. U.S. 19. He had been shot by a 22 caliber pistol six times. The third victim, Peter Abraham Simons, was 65. He was retired. He was retired in June 1990. He in June 1990 he was leaving Florida for Arkansas, but his car was found on the 4th of July, 1990, in Orange Springs, Florida. Eileen and Tyria were seen abandoning the vehicle, and Eileen and Eileen Palm's print was found on the interior door handle. They never found his body, and he was actually the 4th, not the 3rd. Charles Edmonds Carsaldon, Car- a a part time rodeo worker who was forty is the third victim. He was murdered on May thirty first, nineteen ninety. His body was found on June sixth, in nineteen ninety. He was shot nine times with a twenty two caliber pistol, and wrapped in electronic in an electronic blanket. He was badly decomposed when found. Witnesses also seen Tyria and Eileen with his car, and Eileen pawned a gun belonging to Charles. The fifth victim was 50-year-old Troy Eugene Burgess. He was a a sausage salesman, salesman from Florida and reported missing on July 31st, 1990. And on August 4th, 1990, his body was found in in a wooded area along the state's road. He had been shot twice. The sixth was Charles Richard Dick Humphreys, who was 56 and a retired Air Force major, and, and former state child abuse investigator and former chief. Of police he was murdered on September 11 1990 his body was found on September 12 1990 he was fully clothed and had been shot seven times in the head and torso they found his car in the in a Sioux county the seventh victim was Walter Jano Antonio, he was a sixty-two year, sixty-two year old man and a trucker, security guard, and reserve police officer. On November 19, nineteen ninety, Walter body, nearly naked, and was found near a remote logging road. He was shot four times in his car. He was found five days later. Since police had no witnesses and and that describe Eileen and Taria and the fingerprints from the pawn receipts and that were left at the scene. The fingerprints came back to a... Match. To a match. To a match of Eileen's, (laughs) her fingerprints were already in the database and in January 1991, she was arrested at Last Resort Bikers Bar on In Outstanding. Warrants the next day, Tyria was arrested in Pennsylvania. She agreed to get a confession from. She agreed to get a confession from Eileen for... I'm hot. I'm sorry. She she agreed to get a confession from Eileen for immunity from the prosecution. She returned with the police to Florida and was put in a hotel where she called Eileen pleading for help and clearing her name. With the police guarding her in the cause three days after three days later Eileen confessed to the murders but claimed that they had tried to rape her it was in self-defense in November of 1991 there was a photo of Eileen in the papers and 44 year old woman named Eileen Pernell legally adopted her Eileen went to the trial on January 14, 1992 for the murder of Richard Charles Murray and on January 27, 1992 she was convicted of his murder with help from Tyria testimony said and a testimony said a psychologist for the defense said that Eileen was mentally unstable and diagnosed her with what brought borderline Borderline personality disorder and antisocial personality disorder four days later she was sentenced to death on march 31st 1992 eileen pleaded no contest to the murder of charles troy and david and on may 15th 1992 she was given Three more death sentences. Damn. In in June 1992, she pleaded guilty to the murder of Charles. And in in September, I mean, in November 1992, she received her fifth death sentence. And on February of 1993, she received a sixth death sentence. After pleading guilty to the murder of Walter, no charges were brought up against her for Peter Abraham. Her, his body was never found, and all received six death sentences. Eileen, one of those execution was on October 9, 2002. She declined. Her, she declined her last meal, and just wanted a cop. A a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee. A cup of coffee. coffee. Her last words was, yes. I would just like to say, I'm selling with the rocks and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus. June 6th, like the movie. Big mothership and all. I'll be back. I'll be back. She died at 9:47 a.m. She was the second woman in Florida and the tenth in the United States to be executed since 1976 U.S. Supreme Court decisions restoring capital punishment. Before she was executed, she said she still loved Taria. Her ashes were brought back to Michigan and were scattered underneath a tree by her childhood's friend.
0: So he was ruthless. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you guys are out there trying to take a prostitute, so I'm just going to end up killing y'all. <laughs> right. But, I mean, I can't believe she said she still loved Tyra after Tyra turned her in and did all that shit. It's sad. I, th- I think, like, her life was sad. It made me sad just researching her life and everything that happened to her when she was younger. So, I know she was a killer, but still, I mean, that woman went through a lot. And she had mental issues, too, so. <sighs> that made, moves me on to Arnaldo Jimenez. Our next person we are covering on the FBI's most wanted fugitives list. Arno, Arnaldo Jimenez uses the alias Arnaldo Jimenez with a G and Arnaldo Rachel Jimenez. He was born February 19, 1982 in Texas. His hair is black. He has brown eyes and is six feet tall. He weighs between 200 and two, 225 pounds. He is white Hispanic male with an American nationality. The FBI is offering a reward of $250,000 for information leading to his arrest. He's considered armed and dangerous. Now let's get into why he's on the list. Arnaldo Jimenez story. At Chicago City Hall on May 11, 2012, Arnaldo Jimenez married Estrella Carrera. She had two kids, kids, one from a previous relationship, her nine-year-old daughter, and a two-year-old son that was Arnaldo's. That night, the couple had dinner with family and friends and then headed to a nightclub that they left at around 4 a.m. in the morning. On May 12th, it is believed that on the way home from the club that the couple got into a heated argument. They were in Arnaldo's 2006 Black Ford Maserati. They think Arnaldo stabbed Estrella multiple times, then drug her body into her apartment, and then dumped her into the bathtub. When she never showed up, to pick up her kids from her family, on May 12th, her family members reported her missing, and on May 13th, the police entered her apartment and found her body in her bathtub wearing the same silver dress she wore on her wedding day. There was no sign of a forced entry, and Arnaldo disappeared in his car and was nowhere to be found. Three days later, on May 15th, Arnaldo Jimenez was charged with first-degree murder with a state warrant issued for his arrest. A federal warrant filed for an unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. And on May seventeenth, investigators began to track Arnaldo and found on May twelfth he used his cell phone in Chicago. Then southern then southern Illinois. It was later used in Memphis, Tennessee, and then in Arkansas on May thirteenth. He had made calls from Houston, then had Gallo, Mexico in September of twenty twelve. Police made a drug arrest on Arnaldo's brother, Humberto. They discovered Arnaldo's Maserati in the garage. They found blood in his car. Police believe, believe Humberto drove Arnaldo to Mexico, in his car, and left in there. The FBI believe Arnaldo is still hiding in Durango, Mexico, specifically in the area of Santiago Papasco, He may also be hiding in Reynosa, Tampalesa, Mexico. If you have any information concerning this person, please call 1-800- Call FBI or contact your nearest MC or consulate. the story, over, Arnaldo Jimenez. How are you going to marry someone and this? Get rid of them. Okay, now for news in the D. Shake my damn head. Man is accused of killing a woman and attacking two men on a crime spree that continued for 10 days before ending in a two-hour standoff with police. Matthew Torrey Tiggs, 22 of East Point, is accused of fatally shooting Catherine Butchart, 26, and non-fatally shooting a 47-year-old man and a 45-year-old man, all of Van Buren Township. These incidents occurred between July 28th and August 6th in Van Buren Township. The first incident on July 28th occurred around 11.30 a.m. An argument between Tiggs and the 45-year-old man escalated when Tiggs pointed a firearm at the man before fleeing the scene. The second incident occurred around 5 p.m. on Friday, August 4th, there was a report of a person down at a park on Lower Roy- Road in Van Born. Fire department were dispatched where they found Catherine Buchart, unresponsive with a gunshot wound to the head. She was pronounced dead at the scene. It is alleged like she was a- approached by Tiggs and he fired a, gun, uh, a handgun multiple times, fatally wounding her. He then fled the scene. The final incident happened on Sunday, August 6th. Police were dispatched to a residence for a reported shooting. When they arrived, they found... 47-year-old victim with a gunshot wound to the right upper arm and lower back. He was transported to the local hospital. It is alleged Tiggs approached the victim while he was in his vehicle and produced produced and fired a gun multiple times, wounding the victim. Tiggs then barricaded himself inside the next-door residence. Swat was called, and after a two-hour standoff, Tiggs exited the residence and was taken into custody is charged with second degree murder, assault with intent to murder, felonious assault, three counts of felon in possession with a firearm, and three counts of felony firearm. I don't know if he just went on a spree or what. Yeah, bad. Somebody's in his cough. <laughs> okay, the next one is Matthew Kurtz. Matthew Kurtz is a 33 year old Grattan Township man arraigned on Wednesday, July 19th, on three counts of capturing and distributing an image of, of an unclothed person. One count of aggravated possession of child sexually abusive material and four counts of using a computer to to commit a crime. On June 23rd, Sheriff started investigating after a report of a man attempting to take a photo of a woman's dress while she was shopping at Walmart. Police identified the man as Matthew Kurtz. Matthew admitted that he took photographs and videos at various places of businesses and confessed he had been taking photos of women's skirts and dresses for over the last year. After seizing his electronics, they found more than 17,000 photos, either taken or saved on other devices. Numerous photos of child pornography, including children engaged in sexual acts, were found on his phone. Several victims have been identified, but many others haven't. His bond was set at $400,000. So this is what this guy does. I'm
1: lost. So he's taking pictures of people up under their skirts, then. Where the hell is he finding some child-on-child pornography from?
0: Probably downloading it from the net.
1: That's wild. That's nasty.
0: Yeah, he's a nasty fucker. And the last one I have for today is a four-year-old was ran over on August 4th while attending blues, brews, and barbecues in Westland, Michigan. Fire department arson dog, Bella, was sitting on the seat of the golf cart at the event when she jumped down to the floor and lay down. laid down. When she did that, she laid on the accelerator pedal, causing the cart to launch forward. With no one behind the wheel, firefighters tried to steer the cart away from the people and towards tents. But before they could stop the cart, it hit a four-year-old girl and ran over her leg. She was checked out by paramedics and firefighters and had no injuries. A few moments later, she was eating popcorn again, and the little girl was okay. So they just she, leave the dog in the cart.
1: The dog can't drive. Okay, they <laughs> like them, but dogs don't supposed to be driving.
0: but i'm glad the four-year-old was okay
1: me too but still they said steve harvey had to think like a man they need not be thinking like dogs dogs can't drive
0: (laughs) so that concludes our episode it is so hot in here i called vte to fix my air like three times they came out think they fixed it it's still not fixed so we're using fans so sorry if this episode seems so rushed we're just dying hot but is there anything else you want to say to everybody
1: shout out to y'all appreciate y'all keep it going y'all be safe out here stay away from the weirdos
0: don't leave your dogs in golf carts
1: Don't have your dogs driving cars (laughs) y'all say they people they ain't people that drive sorry
0: i just want to say thank you tell our listeners we really appreciate you if you like what you hear, please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and comment. We are also available on the following platforms: Amazon Music, Spotify, Google, Podcasts, YouTube, and more. Our Facebook page is Diversity in the D. Our email is diversityinthed@gmail.com, at gmail.com, but it's spelled D-I-V-E-R-C-I-T-Y-I-N-T-H-E-D. Thanks again to our listeners. Without you, there's no us. And also, we are now on Instagram. You can look up look us up at Diversity in the D. And I think that covers everything. I also want to say happy Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. We're almost Friday. So you guys be patient. We're almost there. I just want to say have a happy week. And we'll see you again on Sunday. On Sunday.